Within each and every one of us resides the eternal and sacred soul. By awakening to our soul and striving to live in alignment with our soul's purpose, we can live extraordinary lives beyond conditioned limitations. Join us, your co-hosts, me, Katrina Slade, and Jennifer Helwing, as we explore and discuss this path of living in alignment with the sacred soul. This is the Sacred Soul Podcast. Welcome back to the Sacred Soul Podcast. This week, Jen and I are adding to our chakra series by going a little bit deeper today, talking about the sacral chakra. Yeah. So some of the themes that we might touch on today are a little bit more around the divine feminine energy, healing our emotional well-being, um, some physical manifestations and health problems that can come up when this energy center is unhealed. And we'll share also a little bit about our own journeys and the journeys of some of the clients that we've worked with and how the healing of the sacral can look really different for lots of different people. And so we'll explore all the different dimensions of that. Yes. And I do want to mention before we get into everything, we have in in our last season, we had an episode about embodied spirituality, about the lower chakras. So I am, and we had one about the upper chakras. So if you're interested in learning more, we recommend you listen to those episodes. And also we're having now individual episodes about each chakra. So you can learn all about the chakras throughout these multiple episodes. Okay. So let's begin by just giving a brief overview. We're going to talk about what it looks like when it's balanced, what it looks like when it's unbalanced. And also maybe we can share Katrina, what it feels like for us personally as well, when we feel disconnected from, from that energy center. Yeah. So I would say a lot of this has to do with emotions and physical, like it's, it's multidimensional almost. It's not just black and white. Um, so if your sacral chakra is balanced, it means that you are in the flow with your creative energy. It means you are open to receiving instead of like, like if somebody gives you a compliment, you say, Oh, thank you. Instead of no, 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 that's not true. You know, um, that's just at a surface level example. If your sacral chakra is balanced, you are open to receive joy and pleasure, and you're more empowered in your sensuality and sexuality. You're more in touch with that side of yourself, and you would be less open to receiving, less open to joy, less open to pleasure. Yeah, the energy of the sacral, we can really think of it. So the the element of the sacral is water, and so we can really think of it as what you said, Katrina, being in flow, being open to flow, like a river that is always coming and going, coming and going, coming and going. There's also this aspect of balance that I think is really the theme as well of the sacral chakra. It's balance. And so we're balancing giving and receiving. We're balancing feeling the hard stuff that we need to feel and also being able to feel joy, right? Like it's it's kind of the center of ourselves that sort of keeps everything in flow and keeps everything in balance and harmony as well. Yes. And you and I both know if it's not balanced, that it can show up in a lot of physical and emotional issues, (laughs) which are really impeding your 
your ability to enjoy your life and to have to experience wellness. So let's talk about that, shall we? Yeah. Let's start by talking about the emotional aspect of the sacral. So for me, it reminds me of when it's out of balance, it reminds me of a sense of getting stuck in something. So it's like we're getting stuck in depression or we're getting stuck in a state of fear, anxiety. We're getting stuck in our lives and we're not feeling inspired or we're feeling this deep sense of misalignment. It's this feeling of being stuck. And so I can really visualize that as stagnant waters, like a pond that's just really stagnant, right? And so I I know that Katrina, when we when we do um, intuitive work with our clients and we can see their sacral a lot of the time it will present as water. So we can really see the health of that. Like, is it wide and and deep and flowing or is it like this stagnant kind of murky water, right? Yes. And so we talked about this in some of our other episodes, but it's this idea of surrender and moving through things rather than getting stuck in things. And I think that's sort of the energy of the sacral is being able to live in a cyclical way, being able to move through things, being able to kind of be in the state of continuity. I think that's really the energy of the sacral. It's just free flowing kind of open energy. So a person who has an unbalanced sacral, when we're looking at it through an emotional lens, I really see, so with my clients, I can really see this in two different ways. So one of the ways that I see it is a person who is very, very, very deep in the depths of suffering and very, very deep in the depths of some really heavy emotions. And again, to use a water analogy, it feels like they're drowning in it. They cannot move through it. They cannot get out of it. It's this total submersion in suffering, total submersion. It, It feels like they're drowning. The other way that I see is total opposite of that. Somebody who's really closed off to their feelings and very out of touch with their own feelings. In many ways, the sacral, when I use that analogy of the water, right? The clarity of the water is also related to how deeply we can see ourselves, our ability to actually reflect on ourselves and know what we're feeling, what's going on underneath all of that. So somebody who has a blockage there on the other side of the spectrum might be very disconnected from themselves. They might be very disconnected from their emotions and it's very difficult for them to feel what they need to feel. It's funny because I find that working with those people, it takes a lot longer to do the healing work. Whereas the people who are very deep in their suffering and feeling a lot of things are kind of in their minds already at rock bottom and so they can invite oftentimes more transformation yeah. in um, at a quicker capacity. Whereas the people who are very cut off from their feelings, that can be a long journey to work through that block because it's like a dam, right? If you've been holding back and pushing back all these feelings for so many years, it's the scariest thing in the world to let down those walls and to let all that come in. And could there be a sense of denial? Like, oh, I'm fine you know, like denying the true, the truth of the emotions. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And when we're talking about emotions and seeing our true selves, 
and the sacral, let's also talk about the divine feminine. We talk about it all the time in on the sacred soul podcast, but that's where our divine feminine energy is held. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we talk about the cyclicals, um, cycles of, of the moon, of the earth, of our bodies, because the divine feminine energy is, is one of change and cycles. And we've talked about yes. this in, in recent episodes about the cycles of death and rebirth and the darkness is the unknown. Like you were saying, the water, if you're, if the water is murky, like you can't see clearly, but it's also like there, there's the unknown and people can be, um, you know, it's a natural response to be afraid of, of what's, what's unknown. Yeah. But it's so beautiful when you can connect to th- that depth and darkness within mm-hmm. you. And when I'm saying darkness, that does not equate to bad. We're talking about darkness in terms of the unknown, the shadow, the side. unknown within you, yes. the shadow side, the unconscious side. Yeah. And we've also talked about that so many times in our podcast, these themes are all very interconnected. Oftentimes I find in my clients and in myself as women, we're not really shown how to embody our divine feminine from an early age. And so it's, it can be a journey once we're ready to start embarking on that journey to discover that within ourselves. And that's, that's what you and I do a lot, Jen, in our work with our clients, but also in our, in the sacred soul healing collective, in our healing containers and our circles. And it just, it, it really helps when you can do it with other people, when you can work with other people in the, in these practices. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything to add? Yeah, so much of so much of the work that both Katrina and I do is about working with the unconscious, working with the depths, the deeper parts of our being, the language of the subconscious mind, the symbolic language, the metaphors, the it's we're going inwards to heal. And in many, many, many ways, this is exactly the energy of healing the sacral. I think that any healing journey of any kind is involving healing the sacral because as you are embarking on a healing journey, you are healing the sacral by doing that, by having the courage to dive into the depths of yourself and face what is there, whatever it is um, that needs to be felt, that needs to be expressed, that needs to be remembered, that needs to be transmuted and transformed, right? So that's all of that stuff. All of that healing work is the energy of the sacral. Jen, while you were speaking just now, it was really reminding me of a cave. Like I keep getting Mm -hmm. shown in my third eye, like the cave, the cave, the cave, because like the cave is such a good metaphor for this, not only in terms of the emotions, like you enter a cave of like transformation when you're diving into this type of work, when you're ready to go into your emotions and the, the unconscious, the shadow side of our, of ourselves. But also in the physical side, I mean, our vaginas and our wombs are our voids, right? It's it's a depth and darkness within us because it's not out in the open. It's it's internal, and it's it's very powerful. Like something I love to do, which I plan on doing a little guided practice at the end of the episode, is um, going into what is called the fertile void. And the fertile void is a realm that has been explained to me 
from my from my mentor is it's like the womb of the great mother it's the womb of sophia it's the womb of the creator or the source it's all that is but it's all in darkness and blackness because it's pure potentiality and so mm-hmm. i love when i sometimes when i meditate i go there in my consciousness and it's so beautiful and it might sound scary like oh i go to this big vast expanse black dark place but it feels like i'm in the womb it feels like i'm nurtured and protected and loved when i'm there and it's really really beautiful so i just wanted to mention that because this is all like the, you can't talk about the sacral without talking about the divine feminine yes yeah exactly so when we journey to that place i love how you explained it it's this beginning and ending the nothing the infinite the expansive the pure potentiality of the great mother and when we journey there what we're doing really is we're healing our relationship with the unknown and as humans that's something that we all have to heal our relationship to and we can talk about this as well but it's sort of this battle that goes on within us between the solar plexus energy and yeah. the sacral energy. This is a battle that's happening a lot of the time. And so the solar plexus, it's about what I want and what I will and what I manifest and what I um, what I know to be true. And so it's very like mental, strong energy. And then we talk about the, the feminine side, the sacral energy, and it's actually letting go of all of that. It's the opposite. It's reversing. It's undoing. It's unbecoming, right? I really love this um, phrase that the path to spiritual enlightenment is not found through books, through acquiring more knowledge, through filling our minds up with all this information, but that in a sense, this kind of search, this excessive search for knowledge that I know people can really get into, especially when they're starting out on their spiritual journey is actually bringing us farther and farther away from the enlightenment that's already in us. It's already there. We just have to go inward. And so in many ways, it's like removing those layers. So that's what it looks like in our spiritual journeys. But in our everyday lives, it looks like being okay with not knowing. It looks like (laughs) being okay with not having a plan for every single thing. It looks like not imposing our will on ourselves no matter how we're feeling, no matter what our body is saying, right? So it's it's letting go of that, that willful need, obsessive need to know everything all the time. Yeah. And that's a very masculine trait, masculine energy to be in. And most of us grow up learning that that's the way you get by in the world. You know, you, you want to do something, you make it happen. And, you know, you, you have to set your goals and you have to work hard for your goals. And, you know, we have all these conditioned beliefs that we've been taught, but that can lead to success, but it probably doesn't lead to wellness and wholeness and healing Yeah, um, because it's yeah. too imbalanced. It's too much of the masculine and not enough of the feminine. I'm glad that you brought that up because I see that so much in the coaching space, right? It's so masculine and what I find with a lot of the clients that I've worked with, and sometimes 
they know or don't know that this is happening, but we're working on healing their sacral. And as they heal their sacral, as they reconnect with their divine feminine and learn to express and embody and be in their unique version of the divine feminine, it creates the possibility for their own divine masculine to be healed. But it comes second, especially for women, it comes second. So for example, you know, I have lots of clients who are, and we've talked about this before, um, because we both have struggled with this as well, who are always stuck in that going, 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 doing, doing, doing. And then it's like these cycles, these cycles of doing too much and then being burnt out and then being like, why am I burnt out? I didn't even do that much (laughs) Yeah, because it's not about what you're doing. It's about how you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we can start to heal that in many ways, it's also about healing the guilt and shame that is motivating that behavior and the unworthiness that is motivating that behavior. When they can heal that and fully be in a state of rest, in a state of enjoyment, in a state of pleasure, in a state of receiving, then and only then does that other stuff really work. And when I say the other stuff, I mean setting goals, working hard, achieving, right? It has to be through that lens of divine feminine embodiment Yeah, through the releasing of guilt and shame has to happen first in order for us to truly show up as the leaders, the people that we feel like we, we really want to be. As you were talking, Jen, I was thinking of like the river. Are you, are you flowing with the flow or are you fighting against the current? You know? So Mm -hmm. if you're going with the flow, you're more in that state of surrender. You're more in that ease, which requires you to have a sense of healing, a sense of receiving rest, honoring your body, honoring what you need. And then you can be in the flow and then you can trust that what is for your highest good will come. You, you, you're in the flow, right? You you can't go, you can't really go wrong when you're in the flow. Yeah. And that reminds me so much of the concept of living cyclically, right? It's like, we are taking that rest. We're taking that inner winter And then when we are taking action, when we are going and doing and achieving all these things, it's come out of this place of rest and reflection and inward connection. Then we take action from that place. And then we have a period of releasing and of integration. And we come back again into that reflective space. So if we're following that kind of cycle, so if you're if you're an artist, if you're creative, this also relates to you, this kind of cycle. Or if you are a business owner, entrepreneur, or healer, or really just a human being, (laughs) are you able to reflect on, am I prioritizing both? Am I prioritizing this idea of producing and resting, of giving and receiving? Like, am I cycling back and forth between the polarity within me? Because if we're not... That's what we have burnout and we have depression and we Dis-ease. have ease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I always notice it like coming up to my time in, in my cycle where I get my period. Um, if I've been overdoing it, like overdoing, literally like doing, 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 not enough being, yeah. um, over spending too much time in the masculine, not enough time in the feminine then my, my period will be more painful. It'll be harder. It will feel worse. I'll have a lot more lower back pain and more cramps. 
And if I've been more in the flow and more balanced, then it feels so much easier. It's crazy how much of a difference it makes. That's so cool. You know, I think my friend was telling me that the other day that it's the exact same way for her as well. Yeah. And of course you don't notice it until you start noticing like you, every month it comes and I'm in, until this year I started when I started noticing like how my body responds to the cycle, my cycle and like living cyclically. And then I started becoming aware of that. And of course it was always true. It's just now I'm aware of it. And so now I can honor what my body needs because I can see and feel such a difference when I do everything is easier. So let's talk about with that as a great segue, let's talk about some of the physical manifestations of an imbalanced sacral and what that looks like. So we're talking about females, you know, people with female anatomy. Um, Of course, a lot of, there's a lot of opportunities for dis-ease in the womb space. So that could be fibroids, that could be um, really painful, heavy periods, that could be um, cancers of the cervix or the ovaries or whatever, you know, um, also dysfunction of the sexual organs, um, maybe an inability to reach orgasm because you're so blocked from pleasure. Yeah. Or, um, like having painful orgasms is another one. Yeah. 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 And like, for me, I've talked about it so many times, but I had really intense pain in my ovaries and it turned out um the doctors still don't really know what happened but I think they were cysts that burst they, something burst and filled up my that area with fluid mm-hmm. and um I was able to heal that through lots of divine feminine embodiment practices and, and deconditioning and healing but um if you're living your life in a way that's like ignoring your body's needs it's only going to get worse and worse until like what happened to me. I had an emergency situation twice. I had to go to the ER twice um, because of that pain. And sometimes it's not even just the way that you've been living your life, but sometimes and it's really unfortunate what this happens, but sometimes somebody can be um, doing everything right per se, but they have ancestral trauma that they've unfortunately inherited Oh my gosh. I think we all do. Honestly. I mean, the female lineage, the female collective experience for the past thousands of years has been very much full of trauma. So I don't want to like be too dramatic here, but I think a lot of us are carrying that ancestral trauma within our wombs, the feminine lineage it's good to have that awareness of where it's coming from so that you can address it. Right. Because if you're just like, I don't know what's going on and I'm doing everything I can. Sometimes if it's an unexplainable thing, it um, it's related to these more like spiritual ideas of like past lives or ancestral trauma, you know, instead of just physical what's happening in the material world. And so we can kind of, we can, you know, you can work with guides and healers, but sometimes a really simple place to start is just asking that disease, asking that suffering. What are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to say to me? And really, really deeply listening. 
and coming to that place of listening from a place of love, which I know is hard. It's like sometimes your body is screaming at you. It's like, this is a red flag. Pay attention to this because it needs to be healed, you know? And it can be anything from needing to back off to needing to leave a job that isn't right for you to needing to leave a relationship that is toxic, right? It can be lots of different things that you might not expect. Yeah. It's not just related to sexual stuff because, oh, it's like, this is in the sacral. So it's related to the reproductive system and sexual functioning, but it's really about so much more, which we, you know, we've been talking about throughout this episode. It's a signal is a signal that something is out of balance. Yeah. Something is out of alignment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In in some of the the deep hypnosis inner journeying work that I do with my clients as well, I often find that it's in that energy center that we're carrying these burdens, these like deep, deep beliefs about who we are and what we're capable of and what we deserve and and our worthiness and our ability to love ourselves. Like a lot of that, when you have those toxic patterns throughout your family lines, that can be stored in that energy place. So should we talk about how people like listeners can begin to start addressing these, you know, this healing or this, this work? Yeah. Let's break it down and simplify it a little bit. Well, I think first you really do need to address the root chakra, which we've talked about. Um, we, we've had episodes about that in the past. So watch, uh, sorry, listen to that episode because the energy really needs to be flowing through the root up to the sacral. So we won't get into the root chakra right now, but just be aware of, of that. And then I would say a good practice to begin with is just like meditating and connecting to your sacral energy um, in whatever way you can, like Mm -hmm. connecting to, to that side of you, to your feminine energy. Yeah. I would say any practice that is increasing the energy there. So especially breath work and movement um, to really get things flowing, right? So anything that you're doing that is really increasing the flow of energy in your body is going to naturally circulate and spill into that area as well. Yeah. I really like Qigong. <laughs> I did it this morning. Um, it helped. It's very gentle. And I like how it's, I can feel the chi moving when I do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also breath work. I can feel it moving when I'm doing that or dancing. Yes. And as I said earlier in the episode, we have these two kind of ways that the blockages can show up. And if you're one of the people who feel often disconnected from your emotions and or disconnected from your body, then sometimes some of those more intense practices can be more supportive in having emotional breakthroughs. So doing like more intense breathwork journeys or um, ecstatic dance is a really beautiful one. Anything that's sort of awakening the wildness within you and allowing you to have this cathartic release of everything without even involving the mind, like not even letting the mind be part of it, just letting it be an experience between your heart and your body. That is really transformative if you are somebody who often feels disconnected. On the other hand, if you're somebody who 
feels really deeply all the time and it gets really intense in these emotions, then it can have a, then you can have a little bit of a gentler, softer approach. Like Katrina was saying, um, you are kind of working with your energy, deepening your awareness of, of what's really going on on a physical level and kind of exploring, getting curious about yeah. why you're feeling what you're feeling and what's underneath the feelings that you're feeling. And, but doing that in a way that's not overly intense, but in a way that is so compassionate with yourself and so gentle with yourself. That's very, very important if you're somebody who's a deep feeler. Yeah. You know, for me, when I first started doing womb healing, everyone was like, oh, just like just sensual dance, you're Shakti dancing. And I tried and I was like, nope, I hate it. Cause I was so uncomfortable with that sensual side of mm-hmm. myself. I was like, this isn't working because it makes me feel bad. Yeah. So my slow progression to being able to dance and I'm still not like a big dancer, but now I can do it and enjoy. I can enjoy and tap into that, that wild feminine yes. feeling. But at first, just like sitting with your hands on your womb. And I know we've mentioned this many times also in the past, but just connecting to your energy before you start like igniting your fire or whatever, you know, just, just connecting, sitting and connecting and saying, I love you. I love you body. I love you body. You know, that's a good first step. If of other things feel too scary and big, just sending your body love, sending your, your reproductive system, love sending your mm-hmm. sexual energy, love, you know, whatever it is for you, just sending it love. And letting it know it's safe and love. That's that's actually a really good step if you're not comfortable with all the other things. That's beautiful. Yeah. And another thing that's coming up when you're saying that, and also from some of the other things that you mentioned earlier, this idea that the womb is this fertile void, it also contains the seeds or the possibility for every single divine feminine archetype to be expressed as well. So we contain the seeds of all these divine feminine archetypes within our womb. So actually we get into this more in our group program, Healing Through the Divine Feminine. We explore all these different feminine archetypes and kind of exploring them and trying them on and seeing what we feel resistance to and what feels like home and what ignites something within us, right? It's exploring all of these possibilities for how we can feel into and express our feminine energy. So maybe it is this wildness or maybe it is this gentleness. And so when we can kind of explore and it's almost very playful, we can kind of enjoy the experience of exploring our self-expression from the womb, from that place of pure potentiality. Um, And also like this ignites a lot of playful energy, a lot of joyful energy, a lot of creativity and self-expression, all of that. Yes, it is related to the throat chakra, but it's born, it's conceived in the womb. Yes. And we haven't even talked about joy yet. I can't believe, did we talk about joy yet? No, but we should. (laughs) (laughs) I think we wanted to, because I see in so many of my clients and myself, this like disconnection from joy. Like I had a client the other day who this came up for them and I was like, well, what brings you joy? And they were like, I don't know. Yeah. Isn't that awful? Yeah. 
I say, oh, that's awful. Not, not in a judgmental way, because I feel that way too, half the time, you know, half the time when I'm feeling disconnected from my divine feminine, I forget like, well, what brings me joy? Mm-hmm. So engaging with things that brings us joy is very um, much a healing practice. And it opens the way for us to do deeper healing within our feminine and within our sacral. Yeah. As we start to heal through those dark tunnels, the shadow sides, the depth through that, we can also allow this inner spring to be reborn through us. And that's exactly what you're saying, Katrina. It's this coming back home to the playful side of the inner child. It's coming back home to enjoying things again. It's coming back home to our playfulness and creating just for the sake of creating, not even trying to say something or trying to express something, but just creating, just letting ourselves like a tree um, is beautiful, but it's not trying to say anything by being a tree. It's just allowing itself to unfold from within itself. So this kind of type of creative energy uh, comes from that place. So tapping into joy is that, I think that's that inner spring that can kind of emerge and arise as we start to embark on this journey of healing the divine feminine. Yeah. And one of the ways that we can kind of start to cultivate this is practicing intentional pleasure. And so it's through the body, but also through the heart and also through the mind. So through the mind, it looks like things that inspire us and make us excited. And through the heart, it's things that we love and things that we want to move towards and welcome into our lives. And then through the body, it can be physical pleasure, like enjoying food again um, and feeling connected to where your food comes from and connecting to the energy of the food that you're eating, but also experiencing beauty. So beauty is the connection between those cognitive visual centers and the heart. And so when we experience beauty or when we go towards the things that we find beautiful, we're actually coming home to what the sacral energy is all about, which is a complete openness, a complete acceptance and a complete loving energy that does not discriminate. It's just loving everything. Seeing the, so seeing the beauty in everything is really what the sacral comes comes back to. So for me, what fills my cup is watching the sunrise. I love, 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 love watching the sunrise. I'm the crazy person that will get up at like 3.30, four o'clock in the morning in the middle of summer to go and watch the sunrise. Because, you know, if I go to the ocean or I go to the mountains, nobody is there. There's not a soul around. And even the birds are like just still sleeping. That's so beautiful to me. It's that there's just not, not a soul. Everything is silent. And the sun just rises with this incredible silence that makes me feel like I'm in this realm, this different dimension. That's really this heaven on earth idea, right? Yeah, it does. It brings me so much joy when I'm in nature all alone and nobody Mm -hmm. else is around. And there's like no chance that anybody could come. It's like, I have my secret little moment, you know, in nature. That sounds really nice. Do you have like certain places that you like to go to? Um, well, where I live now in my neighborhood, there's a little teeny tiny trail through a teeny tiny forest. Um, 
at a park in my neighborhood and I like to go there and there's, there's a trail. It's like a loop and it's really small. So you can do it in like 20 minutes, but there's also a couple of little teeny tiny trails that go through the loop. So you're like in the center where all the trees are. And I like to go there and sit on a log. I like to look at the sunlight. I I know this is probably not advised, but I like to look at the sunlight shining through the leaves. And then I see, I actually see photons. Like I see them filtering down. Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, and then I feel them like, I I just feel so connected to all the elements and it's, it's like so blissful. And like, also just like, I was going on a walk the other day through my neighborhood and it's springtime here right now. And all these blooms are coming out, like the tree blossoms, there's lots of like apple blossom trees in my neighborhood. And I was just in awe. And I was just like spending a minute staring at the apple blossoms, like up close, like, wow. Mm -hmm. And then all the bees were going and it made me feel so connected and so inspired. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have a little beauty treasure hunt. So the rest of the walk, I was just like scanning, like what else is really inspiring and beautiful. And I like found it and I would not just pass it by, but I would spend time like connecting to the energy of that thing. And it was so inspiring. It was beautiful. Yes. That's such a good practice that you can do at home is just going and seeking beauty and especially seeking breathtaking beauty, like really, really going out into the world and prioritizing, searching for incredible beauty that you will remember for your whole life, whether it's an incredible sunrise or a solitary walk in the forest or jumping into the ocean, or even sometimes people will travel just to see something beautiful that they've always wanted to see, right? That kind of adventurous spirit that's just traveling for the sake of loving life and for experiencing life is really what the sacral chakra, when it's balanced and when it's healthy, wants to move towards and experience. Beauty, pleasure, joy, divine feminine energy. This is all like, these are all the main themes of the sacral chakra. Okay. So I would like to close off this episode with a quote from a book called The Map of Consciousness Explained by David R. Hawkins. And this quote is just about what the frequency of joy is like. And so that would be embodying the fully healed state of the sacral. As love becomes more and more unconditional, it begins to be expressed as an inner joy. The hallmark of the state is compassion. At the frequency of joy, the world one sees is illuminated by the exquisite beauty and perfection of creation. Everything happens effortlessly by synchronicity and the world and everything in it is seen to be an expression of love and divinity. Individual will merges into divine will. There's this desire to use one's state of consciousness for the benefit of life itself rather than for particular individuals. This capacity to love many people simultaneously is accompanied by the discovery that the more one loves, the more one can love. Beautiful. I love how it connects synchronicities to these states of being, these these frequencies of emotions. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Jen. So we're just going to 
conclude this episode with a, a sacred practice, which is something we're trying out this season, trying out ending it with a sacred practice. So if you're ready, we're going to spend a couple of minutes just having a visualization where we go to the fertile void, which is the place that I explained earlier that is like the vast, expansive, infinite blackness of infinite potential. So I'm just going to guide you through this. So get in a comfortable position, close your eyes, and we're going to take some deep breaths together, breathing in, calming, quieting energy, and breathing out whatever needs to go. Breathing in, peaceful, calming energy. Breathing out, all that does not serve your highest good. Now imagine the top of your head is opening and there's a shower of white light pouring into your energy body, pouring through the top of your head, down into your throat, down into your chest, your heart space, going down, down to your torso, your stomach, goes down into your pelvis, it's swirling through your sacral. This dazzling white light is healing and cleansing as it goes down your legs, swirling in the knees, down, 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 all the way to the bottoms of your feet. Now you are fully cleansed. Now imagine that you're able to reach forward and you're going to part the space in front of you like curtains. And it opens to this black, empty space. And you step through and almost like a gentle slide, you slide down, you softly are brought to a position where you're floating on your back. As if you're floating in a body of water. The energy here is that of a great mother. This blackness is unconditional love. If you like, you can imagine yourself in the fetal position now. You are protected and loved, supported in this fertile void infinite, expansive space of pure potentiality. You are in the womb of the Great Mother, 
Just take a moment to feel the energy here. Notice if there's any downloads or messages coming through. I like to imagine the blackness as sort of like a sparkling black. It's not completely empty, it's filled. It's completely filled with unconditional love. And when you're ready, you can come back, feel the surface beneath you, feel your feet on the ground, and open your eyes. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you're interested in learning more or connecting more with some of the themes we've discussed, we invite you to find out more at our Instagram. You can find us at Sacred Soul Healing Co. And if you want to connect more with me and learn more about what I offer, you can find me on Instagram, Katrina Slade Artist Intuitive or katrinaslade.com. And if you're interested in finding out more about me and how we can work together, I empower people to heal their own wounds and rise into their soul's true calling. You can find me at moonpathwellness.com or at wellnesswithjen on Instagram.